0: Welcome into a special edition of the WissSports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WissSports.net, and we are running through a special edition on Saturday afternoon after the release of the high school football playoffs. It was a busy night. It was a long night. It was a little bit of a frustrating night as due to a data error uh, by a coach that had entered some information incorrectly uh, that changed a score from an earlier game. Uh, We had the playoff field incorrect initially for the first time ever, uh, when we had posted it last night, maybe a little bit of a saving grace, um, the WIA also had an error on their posting that we helped them correct, so we had one wrong, the WIA had one wrong, not how I wanted it to go. Uh, we had been right for 12 years in a row or, or something like that, and um, to not have it 100% right was very, very frustrating. But once we did get all the information in, it dur- did turn out to be a very interesting night, a very interesting uh, playoff field. We had some teams get in, obviously under 500 once again. But uh, the the big story, the cut lines, with the way some things went, with some teams winning that we didn't necessarily expect, with Milwaukee Pulaski, or excuse me, with uh, Milwaukee Vincent, uh, being forced to forfeit games and. Uh, that impacting the playoffs with Milwaukee South withdrawing. Long story short, we ended up with some very interesting uh, things happening on the divisional cut lines, and it starts in Division Two II and 3 We've talked about this uh, a possibility for a while, but it ended up being even more pronounced than what we had originally thought, where you had six or eight teams that we thought were going to be in Division Two at the beginning of the year, based on the way the cut lines had gone in the past few years. Dropped down to Division 3. Teams like River Falls, DeForest, Ashwabanon, West Appear, Menominee, Stoughton, Whitefish Bay all dropped down to Division 3 after we had thought that they would end up in Division 2. And that really strengthens Division 3, adds a lot of really interesting dynamics to Division 3, even though defending champion Catholic Memorial did end up dropping down to Division 4 as we thought there could be a possibility happening. They ended up being actually the second-largest team in Division Four, And the uh, the ensuing um, outcry of Catholic Memorial dropping down was certainly a big story and will be a big story as the week goes on and as the playoffs go on. If they get to state and play a public school, a rural public school team, and end up you know, winning handily, as I think there's a chance, it's not going to be a good, uh, a good thing for a lot of people. That meant Division 5 um, had some interesting changes in, in uh, placements. You had Racine St. Catharines come down, the defending Division 4 state champion. Northwestern comes down, and we'll get to them in just a little bit as we talk more about some of these seedings in Division 5. St. Mary Springs, though, drops out of Division 5, where they won it all last year, and goes back to Division 6, where they won the state title two years ago. Division Seven, excuse me. There was not, a, you know, a huge impact on the cut line. Not any teams that went up or down that were really impactful. But uh, as it all played out, those cut lines ended up being significantly different than we had ever seen before. With more and more teams dropping out of eleven-player football, going to eight-player football, it means that there's more bigger teams getting in the playoffs in eleven-player. And again, that, uh, that changes those cut lines and it changes the dynamics significantly. So we waited until, uh, what was it, 1.30 or so, we got the regional groupings. There certainly were some interesting uh, choices that the WIAA made on the regional groupings. I was very surprised in Division One to see that Kimberly, Fond du Lac, and Bayport were all split up that the uh, Fox Valley teams, or I guess the Northern teams, we could call it, including the Fox Valley, the North Central, and some of the Western teams, um, went to three different groupings, which is a little bit of a surprise. You also had Bayport and Green Bay Preble going to a group with some Milwaukee area teams that I don't recall that ever happening. So they went to the Southern grouping, and Kimberly and some of the other uh, Appleton area schools stayed in the Northern grouping. So you had some really interesting, uh, interesting things happening in terms of movement and placement of schools down in Division Three. Really surprising situations, I thought, um, where Plymouth ended up going with a southeast grouping, and then Whitefish Bay and Grafton went with a uh, more of a, a little bit of a northern grouping. Um, just some some quirks, some interesting things happening in terms of. Uh, regional placements and in regional groupings so as we uh as we digested all of that uh, overnight uh, hopefully everybody got a little bit of rest and a little bit of sleep then we got to some of the big fireworks that happened today and that was at the seed meetings around the state of wisconsin all of them began at the same time at 11 a.m all of them um involved coaches voting now there were some of them that for uh i guess not the first time but uh Really, for the first time, there was a large-scale adoption of online um, seed meetings where they were held via video conference of some kind. And that was uh, the five northern groupings in uh, divisions one through five, the, the group A in divisions one through five, because of the pretty lengthy travel distance that some of those teams would have. I mean, when you're talking about um, you, know, a grouping that goes from Appleton to Hudson. That's a a pretty big distance to cover and a lot to ask for coaches to get to a seed meeting that might only take a half an hour anyways and can just as easily be accomplished by a video conference or a conference call of some kind. So those get underway. We started to see some results trickle in and we had gotten quite a few of the brackets in, quite a few of the seedings and groupings in, and then came, news before the full groups were out that in division five group a i think a really surprising situation in a lot of people's minds you have two undefeated teams there stratford and northwestern two teams that you know are are deserving of a number one seed there's no doubt but only one can get a number one seed and the team that ended up getting the number one seed was northwestern over Stratford. Stratford has not allowed a point this year. They have allowed less than 100 total yards of offense this year. They've been ranked number one in Division 5 all year. Now, Northwestern uh, had been in the Division 4 rankings because that's where we projected them before the season. But Stratford gets the two, Northwestern gets the one. Uh, The information we got was that it came down to a coin flip, which is not surprising because uh, the... Teams in that grouping, uh, first of all, you cannot vote for your own team. You cannot seed your own team. So Stratford would have put Northwestern number one. Northwestern would have put Stratford number one. There's three teams from the Heart of North in that grouping other than Northwestern. St. Croix Falls, Bloomer, and Spooner. So you're guessing that all three of those teams put Northwestern at number one and Stratford at number two. Then the three non-Heart of North teams, NACUSA, Spencer Columbus Catholic, and Elk Mound, guessing, they put Stratford number one, Northwestern number two. So it's a tie. They both would have received four first place votes. I believe it does go to a revote at that point but it's not going to change. Um, and so then they flip a coin and I believe the coin flip got Northwestern the number one seed and Stratford the number two seed. I, I said it on Twitter and I'll say it again. I'm very surprised how that played out but when you look at the uh the conference part of it uh, i guess not not too surprised so we had uh again stratford getting the two seed northwestern getting the one seed um i don't know we'll see how it plays out but it sure does add some fuel to the fire for stratford uh they will get a chance potentially to play three han teams and uh, harder north teams that is and make a uh make some retribution. They get Spooner in, in level one. Potentially they play Bloomer in level two if Bloomer wins over Spencer clemens Catholic, and then uh, potentially a level three showdown against Northwestern. Let's take a real quick look through, th- uh, look through each of the divisions, though, a little bit more in depth. And we'll start in division one, where, again, I think the big story was how uh, the teams got split, Kimberly Fond du Lac and uh, Bayport, Three outstanding teams that um, I didn't think they were going to split. To be quite honest with you, I, I thought that there was ways to do it without having to split those teams. But again, uh, they did get split up. So Kimberly is the number one seed in their grouping, and you would think a very, very strong favorite to come out of there. The two seed there is Appleton North, and Kimberly just put a running clock on Appleton North in the last week of the season. So uh, it would be a surprise if it's not Kimberly. And in fact, Nina. Uh, was a four seed in that grouping and gets a home game, and they're four and five this year. So not, uh, not the strongest grouping there in Group A. Group B, Bayport leads the way there, and then uh, Marquette is the two seed. And interesting, two Milwaukee City teams got home games. I don't recall that happening in, in many, many years. Milwaukee Kings undefeated. They got the three seed, and then Milwaukee Riverside did get the four seed. Um, you had four MPS teams in there. You have Milwaukee, or excuse me, Manitowoc-Lincoln, who finished under 500. You have Green Bay-Preble at 5-4. and four. So, you know, I think it played out the right way. It's just surprising to see two MPS teams get uh, home games because it just hasn't really happened much. Group C is an interesting one because you have six Big 8 schools down there. And then you've got Fond du Lac coming in and Arrowhead coming in. And the way the seeding played out, I don't know if this was... Uh, you know, it it makes sense, I guess, but um, Fond du Lac and Arrowhead play in the first level of the playoffs, so you're looking at, uh, you know, the possibility that one of those, well, the the absolute that one of those gets um gets eliminated, and then there's only one team left to take on the rest of the Big Eight. Madison Memorial's the top seed there; they're undefeated. And uh, looking to have a little bit of retribution in themselves as they lost last year in level one to Sussex-Hamilton. Uh, and then Fond du Lac is the two-seed, Verona's the three-seed, Middleton is the four-seed. Down in Group D, the the two big uh, headliners there are unbeaten, defending state champion Muskego, and then Franklin, the champions of the Southeast Conference. Also down there, Kenosha Indian Trail and Maguanago. I think some interesting stories there. A couple solid teams with... Uh, you know, a possibility to spring an upset. Division two, as we talked about, quite a few teams exited division two and it, uh, it set up some interesting possibilities. Um, only one undefeated team in division two, and that's Hartford. They were the top seed in group C. So you kind of wondered who would get the top seed in some of these other groupings. Uh, turns out Pulaski got the top seed in group A, down in group D, even though Waterford was upset by Badger in the final game of the regular season. Waterford did hold on for a top seed down there, and as it worked out, again, I, I'm not saying it's good, wrong, or indifferent, or that the seedings were wrong, but Waukesha West and Kettle Moraine, two teams out of the very strong Classic 8 Conference that have caused some problems for uh, those Southern Lakes teams in the past, um, get grouped together, so they'll get a chance to take each other out. Division 3, as we talked about, a lot of really strong teams dropped down into that division, and it starts in Group A where Menominee drops down. Now they get the top seed over Medford, who was undefeated. I, I'm i not surprised at that. In fact, I thought maybe potentially Medford could have got bumped to a three behind River Falls, but uh, Medford does hold on to the two seed there. Uh, but River Falls is the three seed. Um, group B, headlined by West Appear, state runner up last year. Menasha's the two seed. Now, West Appear beat Menasha very handily. So. Ashwaubenon, excuse me, uh, West Appear, you would think would be a very strong favorite there. Now, I do have a couple teams to keep an eye on in that uh, grouping, Whitefish Bay and Grafton out of the North Shore Conference. Um, Very good competition that they have played this year, and I think could be uh, some sleepers to pull off some upsets here. Group C, DeForest is the uh, top seed, as, uh, as deserved, certainly, after beating Wanakee to finish undefeated this season. On Alaska got the two seed. Stoughton was the three. Reedsburg's the four. Thought maybe Reedsburg could be in contention for the three seed there, but not to be. And uh, uh, an interesting group uh, on that one, obviously. Um, on Alaska, I like a lot, but I don't know that anybody has what it takes to beat DeForest in that game uh, or in that uh, in that grouping. Group D was uh, really an interesting one that we were uh, trying to see how it would play out. We thought maybe Catholic Memorial would end up in that grouping. However, with Catholic Memorial pushed down to D4, I think things got a little, uh, a little bit of clarity there. As New Berlin Eisenhower is the top seed, Plymouth is the two seed. That's uh, a lot of Woodland Conference teams in that grouping, of course. Division 4, you have Freedom is undefeated in the top seed. That's a, uh, a quite a... Uh, Geographic stretch on on that grouping you go from um, you go from Baldwin Woodville in St. Croix Central to Black River Falls to the Fox Valley area with Wrightstown and Freedom. you go up to Northland Pines at Eagle River, uh, just a very stretched out geographic grouping that goes essentially all the way across the uh, north central part of the state. Group B, Keel is undefeated. they get a top seed there Group C kind of interesting Evansville gets the top seed River Valley gets a two seed Edgerton a three seed and group four um I I really feel bad for Lake Mills because I like Lake Mills a lot they might have been a dark horse pick for me to win a state title in division four but they have the misfortune of Catholic Memorial coming down and ending up in their regional grouping and so As I talked about earlier, I I have a hard time seeing anybody beating Catholic Memorial this year. Division 5, we talked about Group A uh, at length, Northwestern and Stratford. um, Two of the best teams in the division matching up in the same grouping. And again, surprised that Northwestern got the one seed over Stratford. Group B includes Amherst undefeated. uh, Also Kiwani in there. Group C not quite as strong as some of the other groupings. G.E.T. got the top seed. Prairie Sheen was a two seed. Group D uh, in Division 5, uh, that's a uh, a pretty strong group. You have Lake Country Lutheran got the one, defending Division 4 state champion Racine St. Catharines got the two. Down in Division 6, Regis, a heavy favorite to come out of their grouping once again, unbeaten, looking dominant this year. Group B, Abbotsford is the top seed. But uh, you know, I don't think that grouping is quite as strong as the others, especially Group C in Division 6. One of the strongest overall, I think, especially at the top. You have Mondovi as the one seed. They're undefeated. Mineral Point is the two seed. They're undefeated. Lancaster in that grouping as well. Benton Scales mound. Schulzburg has looked very good. Darlington uh, has, uh, has done some good things this year. And Group D... Two of the best teams, two of the favorites, I think, in that division. We're seeing Lutheran gets a top seed. They're undefeated. And then St. Mary Springs, even though they've got a couple losses, they're the two seed and looking very strong uh, at the end of the year after a couple hiccups early in the season. Division 7, I don't know if there's a uh, any grouping where a team is a, as big of a favorite as you would have Bangor in their grouping, where they're grouped with some Lakeland schools, some Dairyland schools, and um, it, it could be uh, quite a rough roughshod run for Bangor in that one. Group B, Edgar is the top seed. They got it over Almond bancroft Almond bancroft is undefeated. Edgar had the one loss to Stratford, but I think that's certainly appropriate. Uh, I would be surprised if Edgar doesn't come out of that grouping. Group C, Blackhawk-Warren is the top seed. And again, uh, we've talked about before how dominant the Bangor-Edgar-Blackhawk uh, group has been this year. Uh, in the last few years, rather. Uh, so it would be a surprise if Blackhawk doesn't come out of there. And then Group D, you have two undefeated teams there, Hilbert and Lourdes Academy, setting up a potential uh, really nice Level 3 showdown. Um, so again, some big storylines on the cut lines, some interesting storylines on the regional groupings, how they move some of the teams around, and then uh, really uh, interesting vote with Stratford, who who is not a lot of point this year getting a two-seed behind Northwestern. So that's kind of our rapid reaction, our our, uh, real quick recap and analysis of what has happened in the last 18 hours or so in the high school football realm. Make sure you stay tuned to WISports.net. We'll have more information coming out beginning on Monday, including an in-depth preview of every division of the high school playoffs. And uh, we'll get right back into it. We'll have a uh, preview of all divisions, including the eight-player football. So make sure you check that out on WISports.net. I am Travis Wilson. This has been a special edition of the WizSports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.